This week's episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Geek Fuel. Go to geekfuel.com slash laser time to sign up for a box of geeky goodies sent to you directly. And if you sign up through geekfuel.com slash laser time, you will get an exclusive Star Wars item worth $20 added to your first box. Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to Talking Simpsons where we let the good times roll. This is your host Bob Mackey. Hey. Who else is here today? Christopher Antista. I'm Henry Gilbert and I'm looking for a left Vulcan here. <laughs> uh, I'm Dave Rudd. That one's sorry. Weren't you gonna <laughs> you can talk about Carl Ustramski and the big side brand. Right. That's your that's your yeah. neck of the woods. Uh-huh. So this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of the Simpsons. Today's episode is the season two episode Three Men in a Comic Book, which aired on May 9th. 1991, two days after my ninth birthday, by the way. Uh, what was happening on this historic day, Chris? <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, boy, Bobby. Uh, FX2, a sequel to a movie no one remembers, <laughs> is released in the theaters. Uh, William Kennedy Smith is charged with rape, and Michael oh. Landon appears on Johnny Carson's Tonight Show vowing to beat cancer. Mm. Oof. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, that all got a little dark. Oh, man. <laughs> that all got a little dark. Oh, uh, but I did not I, see that coming. I, I, we, on 302010, our show, which is basically all this that I just, that, that I just did, mm. we talk about FX recently, a movie I fell in love with. Uh, murder by yeah. illusion the story of an, an effects man who has to stage a witness protection murder in order to uh, uh, wow and finally it all the goes special effects artist is the main character in a movie it's about it, time it's very uh, we, the weirdest movie I think to get a sequel ever. I've never heard of this exactly in my life. exactly but, so this episode of the Simpsons mm-hmm. is all about comic books mm-hmm. and it was my favorite episode yeah it is the one that speaks to me the most I love this episode and it taught me like I watched this before I had ever gone to a comic book convention. Me in too. Case, in case you're new to this and you don't know who I am, like <laughs> I run a comic book podcast. I've been to dozens of comic book conventions. I own too many comic books. But in 1991, I had only just started getting into comics. And this actually timed itself very well for the comic book boom of the 90s. In 1991... It really did. Mo- yeah. Comics were selling better than they ever had. And by 92, they had gotten so big that the guys who were the best-selling artists at Marvel Comics mm. split off to make Image Comics so they could ma- sell millions of copies themselves and own their property. It was getting that big. Yeah, 92 is when I got into comics. And mm. I think this episode planted the idea in my head that comics are cool. Like, yeah. I would see them at yeah. flea markets and buy, like, Richie Rich, like Lisa did, for a dime. <laughs> but too. I didn't know they could be as cool as, you know, what they presented. In this, uh, in this I found TV a show. stack of sad sacks <laughs> at my uh, uncle's beach house. What? Wow! And I read, I, yeah, I read like mostly like Harvey comedy comics and Mad magazines from the '60s. And, I read a lot of Archie too. Mm-hmm. And Before the, I learned, you're supposed to masturbate to it. <laughs> <laughs> and the writers of the show, wow. and 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 I do love this. It, like the comic convention on The Simpsons seems mm-hmm. very small by yes. Comic Con standards of today because mm-hmm. it yeah. is just comics. It, it made me wonder. So the writers of the show. Mm-hmm are also big nerdos too. This yeah. was this we talked about it on the nerds episode of Laser mm-hmm. Time. Mm-hmm. But you can tell this sea change in writing nerds and car- yeah. in shows like this mm-hmm. where the nerds were writing nerds instead of people who were making up what nerds were. These were people who had been to comic conventions writing about being in comic conventions. Mm-hmm. It's very observational. It's not like yeah. Screech or whatever. Yeah. It's like these are what the people do in their in their yeah. real lives. Like here's them arriving at the convention. 
worry, Mom. If we don't get to the convention soon, all the good comics will be gone. Uh, what do you care about good comics? All you ever buy is Casper the Wimpy Ghost. <laughs> I think it's sad that you equate friendliness with wimpiness, and I hope it'll keep you from ever achieving true popularity. Well, you know what I think? I think Casper's the ghost of Richie Rich. Hey, they do look alike. I wonder how Richie died. Perhaps he realized how hollow the pursuit of money is and took his own life. Mm, kids, could you lighten up a little? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I love that. They, they look are. alike because the Harvey artists sucked. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> one, one thing I want to talk but about... Suicide. Uh, suicide. That is dark. Before we get into the, the meat of the episode, this episode had a different focus at one point. It was oh, originally yes. supposed to be a parody of the movie Fist. Starring what? Sylvester Stallone. What? This I've never seen it. I, I, I just know it's about the unions. Uh, and this episode was going to be about Bart organizing a child's union. Are you joking? That was the third act. It was supposed to be. But then they turn into a parody of the Treasure of Sierra Madre, which is uh, what we get to in the third act. <laughs> which so. is where the badgers we don't need yeah. badges we don't need no stinking badges comes right. from. Not UHF, which I thought before seeing <laughs> Sierra Madre. And they also quickly set up that Bart loves Radioactive Man. Radioactive man, he rules. Never punches a bad guy without saying something cool. He's no wittier than the next superhero. Oh, yeah? Look, he knocks a guy into the sun and says, Hot enough for ya? <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> and that was followed by Bart becoming his own superhero. Oh too. God! The first time Bart Bartman this was already a merchandising Bartman. phenomenon. Wow. I could go back. I have a, a 1989 corkboard Bartman that I've been trying to frame, but it's impossible. I just totally lumped that in with all like season one T-shirts, like under yeah. Season yeah. One of it. I, I, I think he wasn't in the show. I think he was merchandised, and then they put him in the show. Uh, Definitely, yeah. yeah. But this is his first appearance in the show. Too bad we didn't come dressed as popular cartoon characters. This looks like a discount for... <laughs> Bartman! Who are you supposed to be? I'm Bartman. Never heard of him. Full price. Oh, lousy ripoff. <laughs> that I'm Bartman is a parody of the Keaton Man, Batman, yeah. which was new at the time. Who are you? It's also funny that Lisa's saying they're not popular cartoon characters, her and Bart. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a pointed thing. I think that's to the same... The first time cosplay had been mm-hmm. maybe not, but they, they probably mm-hmm. had conventions too. But like this, they were all lined up for TV. Grandpa's money. Oh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Damn, it was ago. already on the Simpsons. Even <laughs> uh, I want to make a quick aside though about Bongo Comics in general. Yeah, so started just for the Simpsons. It was started. Yeah, so it started in '96. But even at this point. Matt Groening was getting offers like, you guys should make Simpsons comics. And we want to license it. We want to license it. But Groening wanted more control over it. And it came to the point where his project was, we're just going to make our own. I'm going to have the imprint Bongo Comics, or not imprint, just the publication house. And we're publishing Simpsons comics there. And the first, like, look, they're not great comics. The first first (laughs) year of it is actually pretty Mm -hmm. good. And... They and it gets so into parodying comic books, like mm. it is the satire of comic books. They always have like a a first page that draws you in, and then mm. it's like a twist. Like, no, it's not. It's not really that. Bartman had his own comic mm. where the cover was a foil embossed cover, and that was a plot point and a joke in the issue. <laughs> yeah. And then same with Radioactive Man had the best comic, honestly, because oh, yeah. you did a Cape Crisis on yeah, about Radioactive because Man. Radioactive Man's comic book, which took 
uh, inspiration from this show. It pulls moments that were in the comic book in this episode. That comic, it's like issue one is issue one, but issue two is issue 120. And it just jumps forward in time parodying Silver Age of Comics, Bronze Age of Comics, Modern Day Comics, Grim and Gritty, Watchmen Comics. It's it's so specific. I didn't get them all as a kid mm-hmm. until I read all those comics. Right. So there's a deep affection for this uh, for comics with The Simpsons. Definitely. And I have experience, too, because I subscribed to Simpsons Illustrated. Oh, man. And yeah, they, they cut off my subscription. Of yeah, like my subscription stopped, and there was a note that said, you're, you're going to be getting these comics now in the mail. So I got, I got those first comics yeah. like delivered to me. I, I remember there's a, there's a little bit of nepotism in there, too, because The Simpsons... Was that the one with, like... Bart's dream house and the 3D glasses that you use. It's a lot of like life and health style comics. Yeah. In there. yeah. And, but also featuring a comic appearance by Hey Arnold. That's right. Uh, created yeah. by Matt Groening's um, brother-in-law. brother-in-law. Right. Craig Bartlett. Yes. yes the, yeah. Craig Bartlett is married to Matt Groening's sister, Lisa. <laughs> no, he's, uh, a, he's an accomplished draftsman. In totally. Totally. Yeah, like, they, like he, uh, Hey Arnold just has a fascinating history of like being on, by, being animated by the Penny people from Pee Wee's Playhouse for the Sesame Street. But it was always produced by Groening. Like, mm. I think his dad would, his dad, Groening's dad would film some of this stuff. I, All right. He was a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bongo Comics... They, they they were okay, but they kind of set this bad standard in my mind. Where when I read a comic today, like Bob's Burgers comic, I really yeah. like, mm-hmm. uh, like Rick and Morty comic, Invader Zim comics, really yeah, good. like these are eighty to ninety percent as good as the shows. Mm-hmm. Bongo is like seventy five percent at best. It's, it's really like, weird. Yeah, I tried yeah, buying yeah. them recently, yeah. and this is like this is for babies. Well, the Adventure mm-hmm. Time and Bee and Puppycat comics, mm-hmm. those yeah. are good yeah, too. Great. But uh, there were also a lot of I, I like this too because there are a lot of just observational jokes about comic mm-hmm. conventions yeah. that only attendees of a mm-hmm. comic convention know. So and, can and you this, tell me who Jolly Jeff Tate is? <laughs> Jolly Jack Tate yeah. is Jeff Tate. I thought it was Jolly Jack. I don't know. I haven't uh, written. Down oh no, it is Jolly, Jolly Jeff. Jack Tate. Je- okay, so that is a. Uh, it's a parody of many Marvel artists at the time. Like mm-hmm. so, in the credits of each uh, issue in the sixties, oh. uh, Silver Age comics, it would be. Written by Snappin' Stan Lee, uh, Jolly John Got Romita, or, or or the King Jack, Jack the King Kirby. Not unlike a Simpsons Halloween episode. Exactly. Every and day for comics. EC Comics did the same thing. <laughs> and actually, Matt Groening would write a like editorial in each Simpsons comic. And I remember yeah. him complaining a lot about Nixon. I'm like, oh, Nixon does suck. I'm, I'm 12, and now I know this. Thanks. <laughs> Nixon was bad. <laughs> same with that uh, his vice president. Crap. I Kissinger? No, Spiro Agnew. Spiro, Spiro Agnew. Agnew. Yeah, so Jeez. bad. But anyway, the, and then also leads to another joke that Otto's comic, like Otto's all yeah. up in this season. Yeah. I forget how much they were like yeah. they can go to Otto so they hate often. Him now. But his his joke of the school guy who drives a school bus by day but by night that that whole thing I think that, that's like an Ed Roth parody. Is that the guy's uh, name? I heavy think, metal. To me. I think it was a heavy metal. Oh, okay. Heavy metal. Frank Fazetta real feel to me. Oh, you're right. I'm thinking of something else in a later episode. This is one of the dorkiest yeah. episodes ever, and I'm having <laughs> yeah. a great time. And that uh, his bus man character mm-hmm. got its own backup story in a Bongo uh, comic. Somebody wow. at least uh, I remember reading at least one of those. Uh, Otto was way ahead on the whole zombie craze too. He really was. Yeah. yeah. It used to be only like Hesher dudes like him <laughs> would be into zombies. The driving and dead. <laughs> what if you drove over zombies and stuff, man? Double guitars. No, dueling uh, autos here. Let, let me play my. Let Tooling me play autos. my line of the show. That's the joke. And thank you for pumping almost three hundred dollars into the local economy. <laughs> Not that one. Youthful high spirits have imparted a glow to this old warhorse. You might say I feel like. Radiation man. That's radioactive man, jerk. <laughs> I uh, stand corrected. So, that I've lived my life by that statement yeah. of it's radioactive man, jerk. Like that's 
I that is my I correct people like that. Like you mean that? <laughs> you didn't you know Jolly Jack. Is it? Yeah. Is, does he follow that up by like get that kid's name? No one makes a fool of. Well, have fun and be sure to clear out by six for the Shriners. <laughs> get that punk's name. No one makes a fool out of Diamond Joe Quimby. Wow. Uh, do we still have Shriners? Have they all passed I on? I have that as in my notes. Do Shriners still have a place in this world? I've never seen uh, them in person. I just know they, they drive little cars and have they, money for charity. They had a, 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 a gas-controlled train that they'd bring to mm. birthday parties in my yes. hometown. And they had their own lodge and everything. And then one day that train tipped over and killed a couple kids. Oh, and the Shriners no. disappeared from Tallahassee, Florida, never to be seen again. <sighs> they left yeah. a bunch of fezes behind. Yes. <laughs> All I know is that um, Jack Chick of uh, Religious Tract fame does not like the Shriners. Who no, does that asshole fan. like? <laughs> I, he likes himself. Like, 90% of Christians, he hates that. He likes like Protestants, it. right? Is that his Yeah, deal? Catholics okay. are out to oh, get yeah. you. All these other sects of Baptists, like, they're out to get you, too. Like, uh, But, okay, then there's also the, the, the Laramie Cigarettes advertisement. Oh, oh. Ah, these Laramie Cigarettes give me the steady nerves I need to combat evil. Gee willikers, radioactive man. Wished I was old enough to smoke Laramie. Sorry, Fallout Boy. Not until you're 60. Look out! <laughs> <laughs> so we'd sort of seen Radioactive Man to this point, kind of like mm-hmm. in, for example, the comic book taken off of the shelf mm-hmm. in Bart's the Genius. Like, like he you did not read look, that comic. Yeah. No, they fucked it up. I don't know if they did it spe- uh, uh, intentionally fucked it up or not. But uh, the joke with Radioactive Man 2 is that he looks like Homer and that it just like Krusty mm. looks like Homer and that Bart loves these guys who look like his dad, but he doesn't respect his dad. He doesn't, his he biggest, doesn't recognize his dad in things that he loves. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think this is, I think that was the first That's, fallout boy. Yeah. 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 Uh, future Two, punk band. Yep. Or whatever they are. They were named by their fans. Yeah. Like they didn't want to be named fallout boy. They just let a fan <laughs> name them and it stuck. I there remember are, in yeah. high school, there was a, there was a band in our high school called Mayor Quimby. And I'm like, guys, you're trying too hard. There's, mm. I, there was a band called Flanders who toured and I, Evergreen uh, Terrace, I do believe is a semi-popular yeah, band. I knew that. How many are there? I, yeah. I uh, and the the Laramie scene too, like that. That was way more the Adventures of Superman with George Reeves yeah. than '66 back. Yeah, then. like that's what it's about, and including Dirk Richter's. Dirk Richter's <laughs> sordid death is somewhat similar yeah. to George Reeves. Or not, George Reeves was not that bad. I didn't get that until this episode. That it's They're not talking about Adam West, who for some reason has been a part of all our lives in a cornball fashion. And has no bad, and no bad shit to say about him. I'm, I'm pretty sure they say his, bo- his body was found in a bullet-riddled bordello. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I'm pretty sure it's a parody of uh, how Bob Crane died. Bob Crane. It's, it's this, kind of a mix yeah. of Bob Crane and George Reeves. Like yeah. his, his head was caved in with like a tripod. He yes. was left to die. And he was one Killed of the first... Killed by Willem like, Dafoe. Yeah. What? Oh, okay. In the movie Autofocus. <laughs> yes. yes. Wait, is it the bordello that's bullet riddled, or is it his body that's bullet riddled um, in a bordello that is maybe not bullet riddled corpse in the bordello? Okay. He yes, found. I assume was he was shot within the bordello, not from outside. <laughs> yeah, and and also the mention of the very um, Broadway uh, mm. acting of, very the, of his old, yeah, very Faye. <laughs> Uh, his mention of Rum Tum Tugger, I always kept that in mind. When I finally saw Cats, I was like, Rum Tum Tugger, that's the character that he played. That was I'm a, gay now. Buddy Hodges, right? <laughs> yeah. Buddy, uh, that's a great uh, name. Buddy Fallout Boy Hodges. And then that leads directly into the other, another first of this episode Ooh. who, hmm. boy, this guy, you can't keep him down. i show you something very special if you promise to put your grubby little hand behind your back and keep him there. Behold. Wow, radioactive man number one. No, not that. I bet it's worth a million bucks. It is, my lad. I'll let you have it for a hundred because you remind me of me. Hmm. 
All I got is 30. Then you cannot have it. But I must. Until this moment, I never knew why God put me on this earth. But now I know to buy that comic book. Your emotion is out of place here, son. <laughs> I know they have to make it a realistic goal, but a hundred dollars for the first there radioactive is absolutely man. no way yeah. any number yeah. one yeah. unless radioactive man is one of the most unpopular comics of all time and yeah. nobody but Bart cares about it. Yeah. Maybe it was a reprint. Who knows? Maybe that's, that's what I think. In like, my head, I just think like, oh, he. It's knowing the comic book guy, we would later get to know. Yeah. He would he would just have a reprint and fake it and sell mm-hmm. it to kids for a hundred bucks. This so. reminds me of something I don't want to go into, but want to leave a little bit of breadcrumbs for. <laughs> I am constantly looking to buy a Simpsons animation uh, film. I mm. search probably once or twice a week. It is fruitless in that they're either all stolen yeah. or uh, well, like, and usually thousands of dollars. Yeah, like they didn't yeah. sell the Simpsons action figure uh, animation sells very much. But I'm constant pursuit, and I'm closer than ever. <laughs> or it's one of those stupid reproductions. Like if you visit somebody who oh, who claims God. to like animation, but it's all like I bought this at the Disney like store. It's authentic like, animation still, and it's like that stock picture of Bart posing with his skateboard, yeah, <laughs> matted on top of the nuclear power plant with no perspective. Like, like that is nothing. It was drawn by nobody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but comic book guy is such like from his appearance in this you would never think that he yeah. would be one of the most like yeah. memorable characters well, or beloved I think you well, mean um, wrong. He's, Jeff he's, Albertson Henry fuck Jeff that Albertson. name he has no name he's he was named recently but Henry Screw I think that. you and, and me, me kind of but he's one of the characters that you latch on to because yes. he's because he, uh, uh, I have tons of friends like that who love yeah. that character I, I there's uh, at least a little mm-hmm. bit of me in him mm-hmm. too like you see him and as I get older closer and closer to that but mm-hmm. uh no, they, this is something Matt Groening has said in a million interviews, and I've even heard this like secondhand from people who've met him, that everybody thinks their local comic shop owner was that comic right. book guy, especially mm. in the 90s. Like The, the one story I'd heard of uh, the late owner of the comic shop in Berkeley, uh, he was a big wig in the comic book store industry in that small world, and... But the people who work there were like, he's comic book guy. This guy's totally comic book guy. And then they would they when they met Matt Groening, like you mean it about Man X, right? And then Matt Groening just says, of course I did. But really, it's there's a million guys like this comic. Yeah, it's book like guy. just a like amalgamation of all of, all of them together. Yeah, a guy who lords over, who acts smarter than everybody, and who lords over a shop. But it's just a loser. There are like, there are at least ten people on my phone who are <laughs> like comic book guy. How dare you, Chris? Uh, there's so, at least four people at this if table. You, if at you don't the, know who it is, it's you. At so, this point, he wasn't the audience surrogate character yeah. yet, mm, commenting no. on why the show sucks. Yeah, that that was almost a step over the line for him. I'd say. Yeah. What is up, Talking Simpsons fans? Chris here. Briefly jumping in to tell you this show is brought to you by Geek Fuel. And if you go to geekfuel.com slash laser time right now, you can get a free Star Wars item worth $20 just for signing up for a mystery box. So what's in the mystery box, you ask? Uh, six to eight items, a, an exclusive t-shirt, and a $50 value of Kitten Caboodle featuring famous stuff from Marvel, DC, Nintendo, Zelda, Game of Thrones, Pop Figs, Pint glasses, posters, you never know quite what it's going to be, but it's like a delicious, geeky gift that shows up at your door whenever you feel like it. And oh, guess what? They've had Simpsons stuff involved in the box in the past. So go to geekfuel.com slash laser time right now, sign up for one of their boxes, get it as a gift for a geek in your life, and get a free $20 Star Wars item right now. All 
Honestly, like the, the episode is all downhill from here. Like yeah. I don't like oh, really? the, the episode. No, it's good. I it's still love good. It. But once they leave the comic book yeah. shop, I'm, oh, the comic book I, I, the, some of my most quoted lines come from the so old the, lady. Before we leave there, Bob, did you notice a certain arcade prodigy in the crowd? Oh, what was that uh, kid's name? Howie? Howie, yeah. Howie. I didn't uh, the, see him, they no. Have, they only have so many stock Yeah, kids. but it's like, <laughs> yeah, this kid's good at video games. He must and then he would disappeared times. after that, I think. <laughs> well, so Bart asks Homer if he'll give him money. Hey, what does everyone say to dinner at Krusty Burger? <laughs> My treat. Hi, Homer. Whoa, you really are a sport dad taking us out to a fine restaurant like Krusty Burger? All right, what are you getting at? <laughs> I need $100 for a comic book. 100 bucks for a comic book? Who drew it? Michael Michelangelo? Oh, please, Dad. I want this more than anything in the world. Well, T.S. I did wow. not know I, that meant tough yeah, shit. Yeah. I bet tough the censors shit. didn't know it, it was yeah. tough shit. Tethered swimming, apparently. <laughs> I do say I do say T.S. a lot, because I, yeah. I try to avoid cursing. My mom but, always said tough yeah. titties. She yeah. did not say Mine too. Yeah, really? <laughs> I like tough titty. She was in the brigade in World War II, the tough titty brigade. <laughs> uh, well, then came one of like the best oh, the yeah. best jokes they ever did with like a reference. Anyway, so maybe a part time job is the answer. Oh, mom, I couldn't <laughs> ask you to do that. You're already taking care of Maggie, and Lisa is such a handful. She means you should get a job, stupid. Me? Get a job? <laughs> Were they serious? Uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but a little piece of my childhood had slipped away, forever. Bart, what are you staring at? Uh, nothing. He didn't say it, and neither did I, but <laughs> at that moment, my dad and I were closer than we Bart! ever... Stop it! Sorry. <laughs> I like how on the nose that track is. It's so perfectly Wonder Years. And yeah. then it made me think... I mean, like, it's the um, actor. It, it, is, is, yeah. it is Daniel Stern, Marv of yeah. Wet Bandits fame. Yeah, uh, and he's brother of David Stern, who wrote episodes in this, on The Simpsons. Oh my God, is yeah. that how they got him? That's yeah. how they got him. Because Wonder Years was one of the biggest shows on television at this oh, point. Oh, for sure, yeah. And I didn't... How did they get him involved with yeah. a direct parody? I know. It wow. made me laugh so hard. Yeah. yeah. As, I think as for, a kid, even. Like, for us, like the first two seasons of The Simpsons are a lot of like references from the 50s and 60s. You may not get it. This is an ex- a very long joke about something that we were probably all also watching. Yeah, at the same time. Yeah, so mm. it was like, this is amazing. This is the funniest thing wow. that's ever happened on The Simpsons. And one thing that struck me as odd, and I think it's because I've been listening to the Doughboys podcast, which is about a... Uh, it's that. about chain restaurants. It's great. Mm. But the idea of a family going out and sitting <laughs> yeah. down for a fast yeah. food meal is just so bizarre yeah. now. Well, like, it's outlandish and strange. Now that they're like ho- hobo havens yeah. in California. Well, at least here. In only VR, food less like, than $10. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then Bart works hard to get some money, which I do. I, I say this, this a character. lot. Is this, Chris, your line of the show? That's the joke. No. <laughs> Americanize this, my good man. Okie All those coins were only worth three lousy cents? Let the good times roll. I lo- yeah. <laughs> Again, love, times love Blue Collar <laughs> Hank Azaria, Charles Bronson character. It never it never doesn't entertain that me. Vo- like five people have that voice so far in, yes. the, in the Simpsons yeah. as Let of this point. I was concerned I'd have to use the uh, death jingle for this, but Cloris Leachman still alive, yep. uh, playing old ladies for thirty years now. Yeah. She's and she's great, and she's a James L. Brooks friend. That's she, how she she got got. I don't want to love her. I, I love don't. Her. She in this episode is a fucking hoot. Yeah, she is my favorite thing. Please, I'm married. That must be what's turning me on. Oh, stop it, some more. Filthy. Mm. But genuinely arousing. <laughs> Every lunch, she has one of my lines at the show. Yeah. Uh, what, is I, it in this one? Today, we wash Beulah. You know what that is? Some old lady thing nobody's heard about for 50 years. <laughs> no. It was my wedding dress. But then, I dyed it black. 
and it became my morning dress. Great story, lady. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this, this the whole sequence with Bart at her house is yes. very brought up very vivid memories of yeah. my I my next door neighbors were an elderly brother and sister. Oh God! Uh, so like, but Whoa. but like he like the elderly brother had like a train set, mm-hmm. so like. Me and my little brother, we would like go over yeah. there and like, yeah, we thought it was so fun, but it's also like, uh, this place smells weird, yeah. and their TV is old, Perfect. and they have nothing fun to watch, but, uh, you know, train I, sets. I did like hanging out with old people for some yeah. reason. I had next-door neighbors who were old, but my friend Charlie had uh, an old lady who lived, she's really old, all she did was watch these soaps, and had yeah. two Doberman pinchers that we would just play with all oh, day yeah. in a mm. yard that was completely unkempt that we would be paid to yep. occasionally uh. weed. But you'd be paying more than two quarters. Yeah. Um, it's payday. I'll wager you've been looking forward to this. Oh, yes, ma'am. Here we are. Two quarters. Two quarters. You deserve every penny. You know, I've told a lot (laughs) of my girlfriends about you, and they have chores, too. Two quarters? But you didn't say thank you. Listen, lady, I can leave without screaming, and I can leave without saying a bad word, but there is no way that I am saying thank you. You're welcome. Uh. All right, then, off you go. To spend it on penny whistles and moon pies. <laughs> moon pies. I constantly say yeah. to spend it on penny whistles and moon pies. Mr. Burns would fall in love with her, I think. My, my favorite line of hers is it's a great old lady line when she's administering his first aid. Uh, well, the iodine thing, well, let check that off again on the list. Like, another Gone with the Wind parody uh, yeah, scene yeah. when she is applying the iodine it's a parody of the scene where people are getting their legs amputated yeah. but the, the line they never improved on iodine never. could easily be put in Mr. Burns' mouth <laughs> yes. as I like, try to explain to millennials what iodine is uh, and I also liked Homer's reply later like you know my day two quarters was a lot of money nah. <laughs> no, not really uh, so my quote of the episode is also at that at her place uh, when she's reminiscing a brother about her brother Asa uh, who held the grenade too long and just the, <laughs> his whole thing I, I got it right here this one's for you Kaiser Bill special delivery from <laughs> Uncle Sim and all the boys in D Company yeah Hat Johnny Harrison Brooklyn Bob and Reggie yeah even Reggie he ain't so stuck up once he get it pans away and then you just see a leg fly yeah, and land in front of the camera now I, there's there's too many good uh, glick yeah. lines like the glick yeah. sequence is pretty great and yeah. it it could it doesn't have much to do with the beginning or end of the thing but I, I like her creepy dark house yeah. And I also like the ribbon candy that just a giant congealed yep. mass that no one has touched in like forty yeah, that was years. Mrs. Anderson to me, yeah. like, yeah. and that's such a kid. Yeah, that there's Bart is such a kid that I could identify in this episode too, just because it was so the search for money, like yep. that's like I need a hundred dollars and I only have thirty five. I got to get every dollar yeah. I can get, and also finding out that there was candy you didn't want because mm-hmm. the idea of like. <laughs> I love candy. Any candy's great. Who cares? And instead, oh no, ribbon candy's garbage. Yeah. Like all these, the yeah. she has garbage candy. I like the same. In my, the oldest <laughs> comic in my local comic store in my the Jerkwater Berg of Tallahassee, Florida, was Fantastic Four number twenty four, mm. and I had to work weeks weeks doing odd jobs to get the thirty five dollars. That's the comic from the nineteen from nineteen sixty four. Oh, and also this episode has another first on top of comic book guy. Ah, uh, no. You look pathetic. Ha <laughs> <laughs> There we Ooh. go. That's the first ever ha ha. Good ha ha. Yeah. The first true ha ha. In the previous episode, there was a three laugh ha ha. Very but, sleepy. And that, but that was the first punchline to a joke. Like Bart looks pathetic selling lemonade, and then. 
point. <laughs> I think it would get a little more punctuated after this, but it, that is the line. We mm-hmm. found it finally. Yeah. And also, I did like the bit, Bart selling Homer's beer. And yeah. then Jimbo's in the background that shot, implying that he sold it to yeah. children. Like, the kids got it too. Why would Bart have scruples like that? And then he tricked the ki- that he tricked the police. Like, well, it must be thirsty work being a cop. <laughs> like, eventually they get their money together and they talk to the comic book guy. You let me have it for forty dollars. Forty bucks? Forget it. You made me get up my stool for that. It's all I've got. <laughs> I sold seeds. I visited my aunt in the nursing home. I fished a dime out of the sewer for God's sake. <laughs> no way. What do you want? Can I have it for 35 No! No! Freaking kid! <laughs> I do not need this! I've got a magic degree in folklore and mythology! Excuse me! Bam. Folklore I love that. Take that, guys. Yeah. Before we move on, uh, we missed one thing I really loved, and it's about, we're talking about kids earning money, and yeah. Marge talks about how she earned money by waiting hand and foot on her sisters. And oh. actually, my line of the show is either Patty or Selma saying, we want those dress shields hand-washed and drip-dried. <laughs> I didn't know what a dress shield was. It's to protect oh. your clothing from your blood yeah. from your menstrual cycle. Yeah. Yes. Oh so they're making you do the... Oh, mo- that's a more discuss. Yeah. 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 Wow, that's, oof, boy, that's oh, a lot God. grosser. Yeah. Well, and same with like that oldie song she's singing. Yeah. That is a that is a song from like the sixties oh, they yeah. would have been listening to. They, it's unrecognizable sung in the deep voice of <laughs> Patty. I think I think it's Patty's mm. the one who sings me. So I think that's how that 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 explains the origin of their of their husky yeah. voices. They they yeah. they were smoking instead oh, of yeah. doing chores. So that's that's where that they origin have, they came sound from. They sound normal right before. In, yeah. yeah. No, and uh, but they get their money together the, and they get a hundred bucks to buy their comic. Wait a minute, Martin. If you, Milhouse, and I went in together, we could buy a copy of Radioactive Man Number One right now. Wow. Stuff dreams are made of. It smells like my grandpa. Uh oh, looks like rain. We better get this baby home. Uh oh. Looks like you bought more than you bargained for. <laughs> Yeah, that felt like it was the end of a um, an EC comic or uh, or a Tales from the Crypt episode. Yeah, like the last panel. And also Also, felt like um, the last time you'd see comic book guy. We learned in old money, old men don't smell like comic books; they smell like the hallway of a hospital. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, I know. I I don't like physical media anymore, but the smell of like a thirty-year-old comic is something. Oh, I love it! Love it! And just, I love them reading over the comic uh, and just the origin. So this, of I, had, I had just wrote my first comic called Slugman, uh-huh. and then I saw this episode and re- as a like a ten year old. Hey, Chris, The Simpsons thinks what you wrote was hack because this is the exact origin. <laughs> caught on barbed wire, caught in an explosion. My pants, <laughs> caught on barbed wire. Good lord, <laughs> choke an A bomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coming radioactive. From this day forward, <laughs> I shall call myself Radioactive Man. So that's how it happened. Yeah, that's <laughs> such, a, back then. such a great reading from Harry Shearer. I yeah. love yeah. hearing him in these yes. early episodes. It's it's great. It's if I had to say what comic book origin it's most like. It's Hulk? a it's it's yeah it's definitely the Hulk but in general Marvel origins mm-hmm. DC origins were like a science thing happened or yeah. a spaceman's here but in Marvel origins at least in the in the atomic like age. silver age it was get, radiation attacked someone in some mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. it's a radioactive spider bite uh, leftover radiation created the X Men uh, the leftover radiation from the A bomb bombs and yeah. the gamma bomb mm-hmm. that's the biggest one Hulk builds or Doctor David Bruce Banner. 
builds the gamma bomb. Mm-hmm. It blows up on him when he's trying to save the, mm-hmm. some kid from getting caught in the explosion. And he gets stuck and hit with the bomb just as Radioactive Man does and then comes out of it as the Hulk. He absorbs all the gamma radiation and is the Hulk now. And mm-hmm. so that's totally, that's, I think, the closest one they took. That's it like an old understanding of radiation. I don't know if you've seen uh, <laughs> the Atomic Cafe. It's a bunch of like I, old. It is the best. Nuclear safety uh, yeah. shorts mm-hmm. thrown together. Oh, yes. yeah. To just, tell like, a story. Just, just shield your eyes from the radiation. Yeah. You'll be fine. I, it's I, like, all those people are dead of cancer now. Favorite mystery science riffs. He's like, ah, it looks to be radioactive. And he's like, as we know, it'll only hurt you if you touch it. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Henry, Henry, were you upset that they didn't have a backing board? In that, that yeah, one? it was a loose one. You're gonna the, the comic's not going to keep its shape if <laughs> you don't have a backing board. They were turning the pages with Between tweezers held over tears. a candle. like it, it which a I didn't, I've never heard of that, but that's how, in the South, how we take off ticks. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Tweezers. My parents had to explain to me that's like cauterizing the thing or getting all the germs off it. That's uh, sterilized. Mm-hmm. Sterilized. Okay, so the random number generation thing, I, <laughs> I'm now looking into it as that Martin was fixing the game. Yep. He was the smarter one of them, an and he was definitely going to steal it. But do you guys think it was more innocent than that? Do you think that he he meant it to be? Well, it's Saturday, so I guess I'll yeah. just take. I think it. that's like, that's the amount that he was he was leveraging it. Like, yeah. today is my day. I'm taking it. But like, otherwise, it seems like it was even. I knew other ten year olds that if they we agreed to something and yeah. then they took it, like I'd never see it again. Yeah, at like, worst, I'm thinking like. I think he was going to stick to the three day. Like um, he would, he would make it so he gets it three days a week, and and Bart and Millhouse only get it two each. But otherwise, I think like he's on the level. You think he, he was yeah. on the level? He, th- he wanted to help when he's all tied up and stuff. I think like, it was implicit that it's like I thought up this idea, so I should get it first. Kind of that's yeah. what I got from okay. it. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe it's just me as a, a an overly trusting ten year old who mm-hmm. would lend things to friends. Oh yeah, friends and <laughs> quotes who then would yeah. just you'd never see it again. Yeah. Like ten yeah. year olds have no sense of responsibility or, or sharing like, or respect. <laughs> or, or even respect for their own things, like yeah. well, bring Martin my Wood. comics back on uh-huh. Cape Crisis. You do, you do. <laughs> You've learned you're better than a ten. Do we have that uh, argument they're having about the numbers? No, okay. No, but we do have their battle music, which definitely was reused I love lots this. of times. It, it's one of my. My, it's one of the things I lament being gone from The Simpsons. Whenever there's a minor action sequence, the sound from a '70s cop show. <laughs> we want to keep this comic forever, so the last one alive will have the honor of being. Buried with it. What do you mean the last one alive? And then years from now. Yeah, sure you did. <laughs> Bart, don't push him. I knew it. You're both against me. Well, nobody <laughs> makes a sap out of Bartholomew J. Simpson. Quit it! You quit it! No, you quit it. <laughs> I fucking love that. I took it thing. to be more like Leonard Bernstein, West Side Story, oh, okay. kind of like yeah. knife swinging yeah. guys. It also sounds like, like, like police squads uh, transitioning yeah. sequences. It's the same era, yeah. or it just sounded of, like uh, library music. Yeah. yeah, like we got this out of the library. Like this is just royalty free stuff. But it's and used a lot in The Simpsons. The Marge, yeah, uh, Marge though just lets it go. Like I would think if my mom found me choking two other boys <laughs> who were then who were also choking They're me, fine. that my mom would go like, you know what, this <laughs> sleepover's over. Oh, like, this is no the first appearance. Is this the first appearance of the? Rumpus Room, the Simpsons yes, Rumpus yeah. Room. Uh, <laughs> they reused that for that Wings joke in season three. That's like, right. Design Wings. Who cares? <laughs> and this this third act is the best animation we've yeah. seen on The Simpsons. Yeah. Like yeah. The, these camera pans, these colors, the, these shadows. Like mm. a lot of emotion expressed. Yeah. Too. And I did. I think. I did think Martin was innocent when he was trying to get up to go to the bathroom. He was not trying to steal something. Bart Bart's in the wrong from then on, I think. Her dear friend Martin was trying to steal a comic book. Let's tie him up! <laughs> Bart, 
Is this how you treat all your guests? Quiet, Piggy. We'll stick an apple in your mouth. <laughs> we can't take any chances. We'll have to take turns watching him. Okay, I'll go first. Ah, so that's your little game. <laughs> Let old Bart get nice and drowsy. Then when his back is turned, wham! Picks up well, the it is brick. not gonna happen, see? You're going crazy, Bart. I'm telling your mom. Hey, Martin, tell him what we like do with squealers. I don't know. Is it worse than what you do with people that have to go to the bathroom? <laughs> yeah. I love his delivery there. I don't have that. Uh, I don't have that clip here either. But mm-hmm. when they're he's trying to save Millhouse too, yeah. it says, "You know, if I wasn't tied up right now, I could be <laughs> saving the comic as we speak." Yeah. Like, shut up! Like, yeah, this uh, is total Sierra Madre. It's a great yeah. movie. It's yeah. about how men's lust for gold tear them apart and uh, destroy so, all their lives. So, Sorry, I do love Milhouse's potential last words. Mm. I just wanted the Carlos Trebski with the sideburns. <laughs> the big sideburns. Which, I don't know if kids today are still like this, but when I was, like, uh, you know, in the late 80s, early 90s, mm-hmm. and I, like, loved baseball so much and collect baseball cards, I was obsessed with, like, pit, like players from the 70s, like, yeah. way before mm-hmm. my time. Like My, my kids, cousin is, yeah. So, he's a well, full into baseball. And I, he, like, knows... He does. from 20 years yeah, ago. Okay. I mean, I lived in it. The, the two years I collected baseball cards yeah. was when I lived in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And so Hank Aaron was the be all end yeah. all of yeah. baseball there. So I uh, was yeah. very into Hank Aaron. Oh, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm talking like the most, not the like most generic people, but people who never would get the Hall of Fame, but just like, uh, you know, this guy with the sideburns. Somebody Mr. Burns would reference. Yeah. I think I was told that the older cards were naturally worth more money. Yeah. Because of course. Yeah. So like I just assumed they, they were more valuable and worth seeking yeah. out. Mm-hmm. I guess the ending, the ending felt weird to me just in that I've seen Millhouse fall eight times that far in later episodes not just in the Fugitive parody but like horrible things have happened to Millhouse so I get 12 foot fall for him now like is like who cares he'd be fine he's a cartoon but in this you can imagine him like yeah, he probably would at least break a bone yeah like, it would be it would have been pretty bad for Millhouse in the end and then they just pull him back in and it, everything's fine though it it's so sad but then like the, it gets so destroyed yeah. the lightning the strikes, lightning it strikes it. it's again God is intervening yeah. to yeah. teach them a lesson once it hits yeah. the side of like the like it gets caught on the entrance mm-hmm. it's probably lost, lost like half its value it's, over really it's getting water damaged anyway. and the yeah. uh, yeah. Tragic. But Tragic. it's salvageable. But then comes the moral of the story. It's no use, fellows. Another comic book has returned to the earth from whence it came. We worked so hard, and now it's all gone. We ended up with nothing because the three of us can't share. What's your point? Nothing. Just kind of ticks me off. I don't know if Nancy <laughs> Cartwright is doing it on purpose, but she had Bart- a cold. The, oh, on she on did. the commentary, they mentioned Nancy had a cold when they were recording. But, that it, one. It but they kept it yeah. because yeah, like, that works. She would have it. Even more kid-like. I want to do a, a like a wiki uh, section about characters who have colds and sitcoms, <laughs> and it's not like acknowledged because it's not a part of this. It's like a thing that I always notice. Like, oh, Chandler has a cold in this episode of Friends, <laughs> but uh, they don't talk about it. Is that Fine. when he got so much of a cold he got really fat and yeah. painkillers, or was <laughs> that a different? Me, could I have more of a cold? The defining <laughs> aspect to John Benjamin's children children characters is oh, yeah. they all have oh, perpetual yeah. colds. Jason, yeah, Why has he ever been on The Simpsons? I, I wonder. Man, mm. be, they, really, it's quite an oversight if that happened because yeah. they had. They had Ben Schwartz on that episode. I'm like, and, and Nick yeah. Kroll. And it's like, 
yeah, they're not playing themselves, and they're really good voice actors. You should totally do I this think, more well, often. Well, Ben Schwartz did yeah. an amazing, during every Simpsons ever, the big FX mm-hmm. X marathon, he did a live commentating on it, wow. and writers mm-hmm. and producers of the show came in, including, he talked to like the original casting director wow. on it, and she's never been on the commentary, mm-hmm. so I was getting tons of shit in mm-hmm. there. Like She talked about what an asshole Lawrence Tierney was when they were recording oh, cool. the uh, Marge Be Not Proud episode. Mm-hmm. It's a, It's amazing. Look it up, guys. It's it's great. Even without the accompaniment, is a great viewing thing. But and he's the voice of BB-8. Good for him. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that was Three Men in a Comic Book. Uh, we should say that the title's based it. off of Three Men and a Baby. Uh, Very popular. Yeah, Ex- inexplicably so. Directed by Leonard Nimoy. Yes. Yes. Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. But in the process of a sequel, I believe is in production as we speak for the Gutenberg Ted. Well, they already made one sequel. They did. Three Men and a Little Lady. It was already out by this time. No, I don't know. No, no I don't think it was. No. Uh, but yeah, this this episode means a lot to me, still does. Mm-hmm. Of the season two episodes, I wouldn't say it is my all-time favorite of season two, but it was definitely, when I had the VHS, is the one I re-watched yeah. the most. It's a good I kid episode. So Everything much. is yeah. very relatable. Yeah. yeah, as a little kid, as somebody owning comics, as a as a 10-year-old obsessed with collecting comics, it really spoke to me. It taught me about comics, a yeah. lot about yeah. comics. And it goes to so many interesting places, like Comic yeah. Convention, Old Lady House, uh, <laughs> Dangerous uh, Treehouse. Coin yeah. collecting is even in there yeah. for a second. And yeah. you got Comic Book Guy all up in a deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like it. Great so yeah, that was Talking Simpsons, everybody. I have been your host, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. Also, I write for Something Awful in US Gamer. And I also do the classic gaming podcast, Retronauts, which all these guys have been on. If you want to find that and listen to it, go to usgamer.net or just look for it in your podcast program. Everybody else, what do you do? What are you up to? Laser time, baby. We're coming up on the season finale, aren't we? Um, of The Simpsons. Oh, yes. Yeah. I thought you meant of laser time. No, no. I just <laughs> Time for that hiatus. Coming up on the show, we'll be there for you even if this show ends in the second season. I don't know if it will but there's always the first season episodes on patreon and possibly a season recap episode more on that later patreon.com slash laser time laser time podcast.com if you want just talking simpsons talking simpsons.com and if you liked our bit about the things that happened on this day in simpsons history we have a whole podcast that's like that 30 20 10 where we go through the pop culture events 30 years ago 20 years ago and 10 years ago that week in history it's a lot of fun as is if you liked all this comic book talk that I front loaded the episode <laughs> with you will get all that and more on Cape Crisis my comic book podcast give that a listen everybody and uh, Cheap Popcast, the pro wrestling podcast featuring wrestlers like Nazi Smasher. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> so yeah that was Talking Simpsons everybody will be back next week with a brand new episode see you then infotainment.